Merry Christmas, church family. If you are a guest with us this evening, welcome to FBC Waldorf. We are so glad you're here. Um, and what a privilege we have this evening to worship together and celebrate the birth of our Savior and our King, Jesus Christ. Um, before we continue on in our worship service, I want to let you guys know after the service, we do have the opportunity for you to take pictures with your family uh, right over here by the Christmas tree. We will have somebody ready to take those photos for you as well. So um, we are going to read our first scripture passage for the evening from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nations, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of, the, of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior and battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And as we sing a medley of some of the most beloved Christmas carols that speak of this promised child, as we stand and sing, What Child Is This?
chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Thank you. 
chapter 2 verses 1 through 20. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary his betrothed who was with child. And while they were there the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made it known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the ba baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Let us pray. Father, we thank you uh, for giving your son. We thank you for the privilege to know you, to know that you gave your son, the son of God, to become the son of man, to come rule in our lives as our savior and as our king. Um, we thank you for the privilege to worship you here this evening and, and all that you have done that we now celebrate at Christmas. Lord, we pray for anyone in this room that may not know you as their savior, as their king. I pray that you would draw them to yourself and help them to see 
uh, your goodness, your love. Um, and I pray for those of us who do know you, that we would draw closer to you and you would make us more like your son, Jesus, uh, this Christmas season and as we worship tonight, reading your word, and um, that you would just draw us closer to you and make us more like Christ. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas, church family. Now listen, I need a little bit more than that, so we're going to practice, because I need you later. All right? So let's get it with gusto. Merry Christmas. That was okay. That was okay. Two o'clock had it a little better. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, glad you're here. If this is your first time with us, welcome. We have been going through uh, Christmas carols through December with our Sunday morning sermons uh, and so we're going to continue that this evening uh, with Silent Night. Uh, so beautifully played, and thank you for that. <clears throat> How many of you enjoy Silent Night during Christmas? Like it's not Christmas unless Silent Night happens. All right, the majority of us. Uh, it is, Silent Night is perhaps the most famous Christmas carol in history. It's been translated into the most languages. Uh, you probably could hear it around the world during this time. Uh, the Bean Crosby version is the third best-selling single in history. Um, so quite a popular carol, especially, well, really only at Christmas time. Have we ever done it non-Christmas? Let's put that June, July. Sorry, you got that? All right. Um, it was first played on Christmas Eve in 1818 in Austria. A priest named Joseph Moore insisted on having... Uh, some special kind of music element to the Christmas Eve service every year. 
And one particular year, as he made final preparations uh, for Christmas Eve, he realized that the organ wasn't working. Now, I did a little research, and we're not sure if that's really the case. So I don't know if that kind of morphed into Silent Night lore or not. Um, but regardless of the fact, he was getting ready um, to prepare for this Christmas Eve service. Uh, he needed a song. He remembered a poem that he had done a few years back uh, that he entitled Stille Nacht. Uh, forgive my German, uh, but that's Silent Night. He got a hold of a friend who is a musician named Franz Gruber. I said Guber at 2 o'clock, by the way. It's Gruber. Um, the night before Christmas Eve, which, by the way, do you know what the night before Christmas Eve is? Christmas Adam. Because Adam came before Eve. All right. Uh, thank you. That's better. I didn't get that at 2 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Gruber quickly arranged a song to be played on the guitar with the choir. I had a great evening, and since and ever since, we, ha we have Silent Night as one of our carols. Silent Night, Holy Night, all is calm and all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. But was it really a silent night? Really? I mean, think about this. First, they're in Bethlehem. And why did they go to Bethlehem? It was because of the census. So, oh, little town of Bethlehem is now overcrowded. Um, how many of you have attempted to go shopping the last 48 hours in Waldorf? Right, it's craziness. Um, so imagine the chaos of Bethlehem. Uh, there's a lot of extra people around. And so it's not too silent in Bethlehem, uh, so crowded that there was no room for Joseph and Mary uh, at the hotel, the one inn that was in town. The only warm place available was the stable, uh, was a place that they were able to, to have baby Jesus and have this opportunity to, to kind of settle down and have uh, a, 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 I would assume, a safe place to have this child. Uh, and then we have the birth of a baby. Not 24 hours ago at the staff Christmas party, by the way. Pray for our staff. I deal with them all year. We got into this discussion somehow about childbirth. Um, all of our stories. And I don't know if you've experienced childbirth firsthand. It's not silent. Like, there are babies crying. There are doctors and nurses. And moms screaming. And I'm, I mean, Carrie's here tonight. Don't ask her any stories about birthing and me being a scaredy cat and all that stuff, but that's for another time. But if you've had a child, if you've been in a room and a child is born, it's not quiet. Um, so definitely not a silent night. Uh, there could be a lot of noise involved welcoming a newborn, and, but we do know, especially in this case, that it's a beautiful and even sacred event, but it's not quiet. Uh, and then we have the animals. Okay, there had to have been animals somewhere in the vicinity, uh, probably cows and donkeys, uh, maybe a few sheep or goats. Uh, so here Jesus is to be born to the background music of moos and baws and hee-haws. Okay? So let's, let's replay this scene, will you? Will you help me out? Okay? So I need everyone on a count of three um, to give me your best cow impression. All right? Everyone, by the way, because I warmed you up. Here we go. One, two, three. Ooh, that was good. That was good. All right, next is a sheep. Okay? You got your sheep ready? Got to get the throat loosened up. Here we go. One, two, three, go. Impressive. I hope we got a recording of that. The next one's a little more difficult. Okay, you've passed the first two levels. Next is, is a level up, the donkey, okay? Hee-haw, whatever, here we go, ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Very good, very good. All right, so it's not a silent night. Um, here, here is the environment where Christ is born with the bustle and hustle of Bethlehem, uh, with, with all the, the angst of having a child, with the animals around, who knows what else. Um, but it wasn't a silent night. 
Uh, definitely not a silent night. And what about this all is calm business in the carol, right? As part of the song. So let's see, a baby born in a stable. By the way, the shepherds are on their way. Um, after the really loud angels proclaiming the good news that, that Christ is born. So here is all this going on. Uh, it doesn't seem very calm to me. Uh, and then there is the emotional loudness. I put this in my notes. Does anyone's emotions kind of get a little loud? It may not be loud in, outside, but the anxiety, the frustration kind of amp up. You know, things could be calm around, but imagine the stress of Mary and Joseph in this time. Uh, they've left family. It wasn't the original birthing plan that they had, right, for Jesus. Uh, they had to go three or four day journey to have a child in an unknown place. Uh, the frustration, the anxiety, made Joseph making sure that Mary was safe, that there was a safe environment. Uh, so even the emotions are, are chaotic in this time. But yet when we picture this scene, and I'm sure you have a nativity scene somewhere or you have seen a nativity scene. Uh, we have a few that we usually put up. When you look at that scene, you don't hear the chaos, do you? You don't hear the loud. You do see a silent night. Uh, there is this beautiful image of the nativity with baby Jesus in the manger, Mary and Joseph, uh, the shepherds. <clears throat> of course, I always moved the wise men a little bit distant, you know, because it was later on. But here is this picture of a silent night. And we picture exactly what the psalm says, a silent night, a holy night, all is calm and all is bright. And that does make sense. Uh, I don't think that we are totally off in having that picture in our mind when we look at the nativity. Uh, because even in the midst of the noisy childbirth and all the chaos that was going around, there was a sense of calm. Uh, there was a sense of holiness because the power of God was upon that little stable. Uh, the power of God was surrounding that mother and father and child. Um, and so it wasn't necessarily a holy night, uh, but it was indeed, or it wasn't necessarily a silent night, it was indeed a holy night. Uh, because here we have God incarnate, Christ, the Son of God, born to us. Uh, and if you have a Bible, and we'll throw this passage up, uh, to Psalm 46, verses 10 and 11. It's one of my favorite passages in recent years. And as I was preparing, it, it, it locked in. And I love how God does that. The Holy Spirit speaks um, through this. But let me read to you Psalm 46, verses 10 and 11. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So be still. This peace, this quiet. Um, I don't know what your home is like this last couple of weeks with all the craziness going on. Kids are out of school. Um, I heard this in my childhood, and I'm going to scope the room to see if I get scans of family members. But here's what I heard. Can I please get some peace and quiet? Right? No one else has heard that, I'm sure. That was just my mom to us three boys. Um, but, but in the midst of chaos, sometimes we need to just kind of stop and, and for it to be quiet and for us to be able to be still. Um, but be still, by the way, doesn't mean that we shut down, doesn't mean that our emotions and our minds aren't shut down. It's not that we just have to stop and sit in a corner. Being still means that we stop, look, and listen to God. Wherever we are, in the middle of whatever we're doing, it's just a moment for our heart, our mind, our emotions to just kind of stop and focus on Jesus and the things of God. And to be still means to stop for that moment or longer and turn our focus on Jesus and knowing that he is God. Now that's a real challenge, right? To do a little bit longer than a moment. Um, I happen to suffer from DPL. Does anyone else suffer from DPL? It's a distracted prayer life, okay? I don't know about you. It seems to me like within seconds, and I have this list I'm ready to pray through. It's within seconds. I'm off thinking about what I should be doing next. I'm off, you know, distracted with whatever situation. But this precious gift that God's given us 
in our relationship with him to stop and to be still and to worship him. Know that he is God. And as we read the beginning verses of, of Psalm 46, we see the power of God that's in us to allow us to do that. Uh, we see that as we are still to seek him, God gives us the strength we need to be still, the refuge for us to find rest, and the fortress to keep us safe and protect us. And listen to me on this. I've, I've discovered this important point. When we are still and know that he is God, it doesn't mean that the chaos necessarily stops. It doesn't mean that the situation slows down. It means that God is with us. Even in the midst of the storm, kind of picture that eye of the storm, the calmness, uh, the stillness. Uh, and it's like an experience I had a couple of years ago. Took the students down to King's Dominion. And we usually go every year, but this year, there was a monster truck exhibit. And I love some monster trucks, okay? And you got to walk up, be right there uh, to see the size of them. They felt like they were 20, 30 feet. They were maybe 10, 15 feet up. But you also got to ride in one. And I was, I was excited, a little terrified. I'm not a great roller coaster rider, I will admit that. Um, so here I am, able to climb up with a bunch of other people in a monster truck, and it's going all over this course, it's loud, it's got the big engine, uh, and it's, it's tumbling and rumbling left and right and up and down and all this. And I sat there thinking, this is really cool. A little stressed out, but it's, it's still going. And how many times in life when things feel like it is just craziness? Um, and I, I knew that we were safe in that, well, I was hoping we weren't safe in that, in that monster truck. But I knew that there was, there was a safety uh, aspect to that experience. And in that, I knew at any point I could just stop and know that God was in control and that everything was going to be fine. And in the midst of the craziness of Christmas, everything in life, we know that we have a God that we can stop and be still and know that he is God. Not necessarily that the situation stops or slows down or life continues at mock speed, but we know that we have an opportunity to stop and to worship him. And knowing, like in verse 11 of Psalm 46, it says the Lord of hosts is with us. And that is why. And what, who is Jesus but Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, God came to be with us as a little baby. And because of this, it was truly a holy night. And as I put this together, this carol silent night, here you have a silent night to be still and a holy night and know that I am God. And because we can be still and stop and have a silent night is truly because we have before us the birth of the Son of God, our Messiah, Christ Jesus, a holy infant, tender and mild, that was a promise that God's people received. And that's why he came. And it was a holy night because the birth of that little child, God had fulfilled a promise made to the people of Israel thousands of years before. God had promised to send a Savior, a Messiah, who would deliver the people from their oppressors, who would free them from their sins. This was not a joy meant only for Israel. It was for all nations, all the people of the world. And on that holy night, a baby was born who would grow up to be the promised Messiah, our Lord and our Savior, Christ Jesus. That glorious holy night of Jesus' birth was the beginning of the story that would lead some 30 years later to the glorious morning of Easter. And we've talked about why Christ came, that he, we, he had to be born uh, in the flesh, fully God, fully man, so that he would live and and show us and guide us uh, in his presence, but ultimately to die on the cross for our sins. Um, and we can only have access to the Father through Christ in his shed blood. And then three days later, he rose again to conquer sin and death. Here is the holiness of this child being born, glorifying God, knowing that he ultimately had a sacrifice to pay, giving us access to God. And on that holy night, this baby who was born would grow up to be our Lord and Savior. God himself, who was born, 
the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And it's in that we see the glory of the Father, we see the glory of the Son, full of grace and truth, so that we would know that he is God. Uh, what an amazing gift that Christ has provided, uh, that the Father has given us a Son as we celebrate Christmas. It is the one thing to know that the Messiah was coming, and even know that he would be born like any other man, but oh, to see the Son of God small enough to be laid in a manger, giving us easy access to himself. How could all of that power and love and holiness live in such a little form? <clears throat> How could the extraordinary be carried in such an ordinary body? And it was so that he was with us and that we had access. Christ the Savior was born. His shoulders were small and undeveloped. His frame was fragile, but he had come to carry a weight unlike any other. He would bear the sins of the world, dying on our behalf on a cross meant for us. His life from its very first breath was marked with an unprecedented wisdom, power, majesty, and glory, all held for a time in an infant's body. So in that, on that holy night, a baby was born who is God himself, God with us, giving us easy access to him so that we could know that know, not only know him, know him by name. What does Isaiah say? His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And let me end with talking about this peace, the Prince of Peace. In the end, this carol, Silent Night, is a lullaby of peace. For sure, it inspires pictures of a baby. And here's little Jesus sleeping soundly in the evening he was born. But as the song goes on and the verses are added, it's increasingly about the peace that he brings, not just the quiet evening that he might have enjoyed. When our Savior came, he said he came and preached peace uh, that for those who are far off and preached the peace to those who are near. His purpose was to come to, to bring us peace, to give us access to the true peace that can only come from God. He brought a stillness to our relationship with God and with one another where there had only been conflict and hostility and wrath. Jesus gave rest to the weary among us. Let me read to you from Matthew. It says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This true peace that can only come from God, this heavenly peace, so that we could sleep and live in heavenly peace. And that only comes from Jesus. And do you know that peace? Do you know this baby? Do you know Jesus truly as your Savior and Lord? Do you understand the sacrifice that he gave on the cross for your sins? Do you 100% sure that you know Christ as Savior? And if you don't, please come and talk to me. Please come and seek out someone in this church uh, to give you the, the answers, to help you understand the sacrifice, this glorious gift of Jesus who came to live among us as a baby, to grow up, to give us access to God the Father through Christ's shed blood. And then we have this very announcement of the night of Jesus' birth that the angels sang, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. It is a gift of peace that we should be thanking God for tonight. It is a gift of peace that has brought us through the birth of our Messiah, Christ Jesus. And in this peace, we can still know or be still and we can know that he is God. Please pray with me as we close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this reminder of the amazing love of this precious child uh, that you gave your son, Christ Jesus, fully God, fully man, uh, to come as a child, as an infant, uh, to come to live among us, even in uh, the chaos of this world, uh, all that's going on, the sin and the evil that's happening, Father, I pray and thank you for the access that we have to you through this child.
and through Jesus as our Savior and Lord, uh, that we truly can come and have that peace, have that forgiveness, the mercy and love that only you can provide, Father. Thank you for this time that we have to celebrate as families of Christmas. Uh, and as we close this time together, that we continue to keep our eyes focused on you and knowing that you uh, allow us to know who you are and for us to be still and to have that peace in the midst of all the chaos. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. 